What's up, everybody? My name is CJ. And I'm Nate. And this is Word of Mouth Podcast. And the word is in our mouth. Come Come on, somebody. Proverbs 23, 23 says, get the truth and never sell it. Also get wisdom, discipline, and good judgment. God, we love you. Lord, we praise you and we thank you, Jesus, for this day. And God, we just ask that you bless this podcast and you bless those that hear this word from the wise. Lord, we love you and appreciate you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, come on, somebody. It's been a while and I'm so excited to be here today. Uh, We've been so busy with everything that's been going on. Uh, and building the church and doing much, uh, a lot of stuff that we've been having to do, but we're excited because me and Brother Nate today have an opportunity to sit down with, uh, I believe, one of the most amazing men of God um, and a a good friend of my pastor's, uh, Brother Tim Joyner, and so he came and preached. He preached, he taught our morning manna class, which was phenomenal. I'm still thinking about it, me and my wife on the way there. On the way home, we're actually talking about the fingerprints. Yeah. In fact, I even saw you take your kids and you said, start go picking up some trash in this yeah. place. <laughs> but he taught about having your fingerprints in, in the church. And, and then, of course, he preached a phenomenal message. But Brother Tim Joyner, I'm so thankful that you're here with us today. It's a pleasure. Amen. Amen. Um, if we want, if we could just get started. Um, just share a little bit about yourself, where you come from, how long you've been in ministry, you know, whatever you feel like you want to share. This is really just about you. It's and your time to shine. And your time oh, to shine. Oh, man. This is exciting. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I was um, raised in a pastor's home. My dad was a home mission guy. I am a professional peanut brittle salesperson. Come on, somebody. Um, but we, my dad built churches. I was raised in a home mission setting. Always, everywhere we went, it was looking for empty buildings to build a church in. Amen. That was uh, vacations. And that was looking for empty buildings. Come on. Town we'd go into. But um, raised, I still do that. Yeah. If I see an empty building, it drives me crazy. You said that looks like a good church right there. Exactly. Yeah. I would do it. I think I seen one yesterday coming in. Um, Put it right next door to y'all's church. I (laughs) up on that. But, um, I didn't realize it was your old building, but anyway, uh, but yeah, and then from there I evangelized for a number of years, uh, and then I ended up going to the country police. I, my family and I built a, a church, a churches there. We started an organization, the Apostolic Pentecostal Church of Belize. Mm. Uh, we, we built that, and also I took over. Uh, some churches. I had 31 churches in the Philippines. Oh, wow. And um, so I was back and forth between the two uh, and then preached all over the country and all over the world. world. Wow. And um, been privileged to preach everywhere it feels like. And now I'm back evangelizing now. um, Just whatever God has in store is what we're doing. We do have a motorhome. Evangelize. Amen. And, uh, 
So you're just in that constant mode of I gotta build a church and yep. I gotta make a church and get a church. Yeah. Are you I, in? I, I, I waited for some old men to die where I could take their church <laughs> and, and uh, it, uh, they just won't die anymore. They live too long. And so and I'm getting old, so I'm mean, giving up on that. <laughs> Was I supposed to say that? No, that's good. That's yeah, good, yeah. man. Old men don't die like they used to. Yeah. They... <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, so this is going live, or no? Live? You're good. Yeah, we're okay, we're yeah. flowing. We're yeah. No, this is Just trying to speak from my heart. Y'all tell me to. What's no. funny is we we call ourselves the podcast is word of mouth, and so literally throughout all of the episodes that we've ever done, we don't care if we say something offensive. We don't care if if something said that. Yeah. I know they got the right person. Yeah, we got do. The right you know, person. I tried. I tried to get Jeff Arnold, but he never talked to me either. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't trust, but anyway. <laughs> amen, I, amen. I, um, I will, like teaching, I normally try to shoot at least four or five people during the and that works. So, yeah. yeah, you well, got the ladies in the front today. You got them good. Yeah, and you got our broom really well. That, that needed it bad. <laughs> but from that, we've raised money. To yeah. raised Which, by the way, just a little right uh, side note, if you'd like to give to our broom fund, you yeah. totally can. We need, we need help. They're desperate people. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's because the broom gets used around here, you know? Exactly. But that needs to be replaced. Yeah, yeah. That one's been used a long, a long time. Misused. Abused. It's been since our old three Halloweens. <laughs> in a storm. You said, uh, who said that? You said, you better be careful who you hand that broom to because they might start singing off fly away. He yeah. said, I don't think nobody caught that, but I did. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, so from Belize, you, you just began evangelizing. And, uh, but I get that from what you're saying about you see, you go into a place and you just, there's a, there's a piece in your heart that says this place needs a church mm -hmm. and you so you look at a building and and so watching your dad watching your dad do that um how was it you just kind of just went in and just bought a place or how did well, that work uh, out back back when i was a kid you know, 22 years ago they um well uh i'm bad with math but back then close enough um it was unique uh, that People would actually, there was a lot more respect for churches. Right. Ministry. Uh, you, I, I remember just taking trips. Of course, our trips was going to camp meetings somewhere. Too, right. Yeah. But, or conferences or whatever. But dad would go into a town and he'd be like, man, I wonder if they have a church here. He'd get out his book and look through, you know, the, the ministry. Book. Yeah. He'd, he'd look in the phone book back then. You'd be in the yellow pages and, uh, oh, they have a church here. Okay. Uh, if he'd see an empty church or empty building to be transformed. And it wasn't that he always started a church. It's just what we did. I mean, right. It was in his blood. Uh, and he could he could build a church. It was Amen. unique. But back then, there was such a respect. I don't know that Dad ever just went and had to buy a building. People donated, you know. Uh, oh, wow. As a matter of fact, a lot of churches, <clears throat> I don't know about Arizona, but 
when you get to the south, a lot of your old churches, the deeds are tied up because people did donate property. If not the building, they would give property with a contingency that it would be reverted back to the family if oh, it ever wow. ceased to be a church. Oh, wow. If you have it as long as it's a church, you yeah, keep it going. 50 years, but as long as it's a church, wow. they keep it if it ever ceases. And it has created problems and people's invested real big and then find out, okay, we're going to have to, we need a bigger piece of property. We're going to sell it. They, they can't really sell it. can't, you know. Wow. Uh, and, you know, they may have one or two buildings sitting on there, but they, they're they locked more. in because they need a bigger piece of land. And wow. what the hell, uh, and that was a very common thing, but uh, Dad had property to give to them. Dad had buildings. That's cool. People buy. And we remodel and, and get in and, I was not joking about Celestia, bro. That's yeah. Uh, Acts two thirty eight. Repent, be baptized. Make me a riddle. Get yeah, the Holy Ghost. That being <laughs> should have been in there. I, the writers didn't get something right. No, I found it in the it's, Greek. Yeah, in the Greek. No. I think it might be in there. I think it was yeah. Hebrew that, that brought it out clearly. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that was the method. Amen. Um, thanks for now. Yeah. You know, I think just studying. Because I've, I've been out of connection with U.S. and their style of doing things. Yeah. But now it seems like i got friends at Brent's hotel, uh, what they call it, conference rooms. Yeah, the yeah. conference rooms, yeah. Very common. And it's not quite like it used to be because people would get in and help do things. Um, and not still a miracle worker, but yeah. it seems like, uh, you know, it's some mega dollars. Yeah, uh, for all sure. these places, it seems like the South is still easier but you get up in areas like this, there's some people really that's been going years. It's never still hadn't got a building since yeah. they all that share buildings and Yeah, I think there was a brother, um I can't I can't remember where he where he's at, but he's up in in Arizona. Jared Yunkin. Yeah, he rented like a gym or something. Yeah, well, he was renting a place, and they also shared with other religions there mm-hmm. as well, and they would have a service time and then that would go there. I don't know if they ever got a church or not, but that's what it was yeah, for the longest time. I had a friend in uh, Loveland, Colorado, and it seemed like every time they'd get going good, you know, somebody'd come in, if they fixed up the building, if they would rent one and fix it up. They'd come pull it they'd out. They'd come pull it out. It, it, it's, it's tough, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a big deal, but it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, you were even and saying, too, that in uh, Belize, when you were giving a little bit of a testimony, you even said, we put up the walls and we just put sawdust down and mm-hmm. we just had church. And yeah, so we, we, we cut posts out of the forest, knocked the limbs off and um, out of the jungles and just you build a frame and stretch tarpaulin over it and uh, have church. Come on. So, uh, so when you went there, you believe they speak Spanish, I don't know. English and Spanish. Okay. Uh, bilingual. Bilingual. So, yeah. whenever you just, when you went there, you said you started out in a lady's living room. Mm-hmm. And but did you know the lady or you just kind of ran into her? I, I preached at a church in Louisiana. I mentioned having a burden for the country of Belize. A girl came up to me crying and asked if I witnessed to her mother. And from there, oh, when I went there, I went to her mother's house, and her mother met me on the porch. So I've been waiting for you to get Oh, there. snap. Oh, wow. And uh, we started our living room <clears throat> and went from there. Amen. 
And so how was that? Like, dip, because you, did you just kind of jump right in to going over there? Like, No, the, it took, um, I ran from it because I, I didn't want, I didn't want to go. And um, at first, right, and through a series of things, um, I, 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 I uh, got a good hard whipping from God. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and then it got into my heart and spirit, and I couldn't get away from it. Right. And from there, that's, that's how I ended up going. Um, and I, I actually went on vacation in 1998, just kind of looking at the country. And a lot of people go there, tourism. And um, I met a couple of Baptist preachers, witnessed them about doctrine and baptism in Jesus' name. They just want to be baptized. I was leaving. I said, I'll connect you. I called a missionary that was there. I looked up his name and called him. He wanted to know if I was UPC. I said, well, no, I am a preacher of UPC. And um, he said, well, we don't deal with anybody outside the organization. And I'm like, oh, oh this is being alive. Yeah. You're good. No, we Not don't everybody's good. Some people are stupid. But uh, <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not wanting, I don't want nothing. I just want to give you these names. He wouldn't even take the names from me. Wow. So, and so, and yeah, all because? I wasn't UPC. Wow. And so, um, and I know that now, I've got so many friends. As a matter of fact, the guy that's there now is a very good friend, a great guy. Amen. But, um, you know, so that did work on me. The fact that what if you could connect it to your organization that you'd make you'd be that stupid? Yeah, yeah. Ignorant, not like maybe you should say stupid. For our Spanish people, it's no stupid of us. So, <laughs> so ignorant, ignorant. But, uh, um, so you know that's how I ended up. I went. And, Amen. Um, when I got there, of course, I was independent. And um, I started, I'd say 75% of the churches told me they would back me, didn't. Wow. Uh, UPC has a tremendous structure on missions. Right. And writing you letters and keeping on at you until you see what you said. They will not let you be a liar. That's a good part. Wow. But yeah. with, with, that, um, with that said, uh, I look back over it. I wasn't naive, uh, but I was just having a family trying to support it, get the work going. I, I went prior to going, I was uh, I evangelized, and so I have just a regular circuit of churches. I really right. didn't go outside of that. I stayed busy every year, go back, preach. Um, so I didn't have a big circle. I didn't know that many people, and so I went over there. There was all and this these funds were coming in. Back at that point, they had just outlawed R12, which is a, a, a free app that goes in uh, oh, the old right. bar systems. Right. I don't uh -huh. remember that. And they were transitioning over to an R134 uh, or something, you know what I'm talking about, it goes into Yeah, like a free app. Okay, cool. yeah. yeah. And so, um, in the States, it was like $45 a can. There, I was buying it for like three bucks a can. Oh, wow. So I'd load up a suitcase, fly to Atlanta, Georgia, get Thanks. off the plane. They asked me if I had anything to declare. I'd say, Come on. Yeah, I, I declared it. I'm tired. They said, Go through. And um, I'd give him the suitcase. He'd hand me cash. I'd fly back over, exchange my money, keep building and working. 
gives me heebie-jeebies today when I think about it. Oh, God, I'm stupid. I could have been chill or anything after that. Um, you know, For the work of God. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, what you in jail for? Murder? What you in jail uh, Rob the bank? How about you? I was selling uh, free on. Free on. <laughs> but anyway. Man, you're killing the planet, right? Yeah. But, but God, all of this global warming is my fault. Yeah. Hey, you heard it here live. I'll take the lean part. But um, um, then I got to where I'd fly over, I'd buy vehicles, hook them together. The Mexicans were jealous of me because I could do that better. Like, you see the vehicles coming through? Uh, yeah, I see um, them all the time. Oh, I can hook up to them three. And I've done buses that way. Oh, wow. And, uh, they're like, uh, gringo? It's, it's the gringo. Because um, I could hook them up, take off. And you just sell and make money? And take them wow. add, add to the church. Amen. Feed my family. Yeah. Wow. And so did you, you didn't have to speak Spanish then whenever? No, no. I used the interpreter because the churches, we've done everything bilingual. Right. If, if or when, if I was to start a church today in, in, in the U.S., and I was to um, um, be in an area that's uh, a lot of Hispanic. I would get an interpreter and I would do both. Both. Uh, we, we had two pulpits, our singers, we, we translate our songs. And we oh, wow. Spanish and English. <coughs> it would be offered if I came into your church here and we tried to have church that way because you're not used to it. But that's all the people knew. Right. That, I didn't know anything. I had people in my church could speak Spanish. I had people could speak English. And so by doing that, you know, and you know, you come in, you start a church here in Ohio, a lot of Hispanics. Right. Yeah. Just started that way, and the English people came, or Spanish people came, right. everybody would be. It's used to it. Yeah, yeah this used is to what it. we do. Yeah. Amen. Rather than like right now, we're trying to build our Spanish ministry, and mm -hmm. we've just recently got a family that's come in, and they've. They're, they're starting to do on Thursdays we have a Spanish Bible study uh -huh. and so we haven't had a bilingual service yet but I'm pretty sure we're working on the, we're working on that right um, but they, that's what they do in our Bible studies is the whole yeah pastors there teaching and they have that <clears throat> but to bring two pulpits in I think people yeah, would just be kind of yeah. oh, yeah, weird right. weird about it it's a whole, you know, new, that's a whole new thing right yeah, there. It, but if that's all you know right yep. yeah for sure but it worked well for us yeah, uh, how many did when you when you started that church? So, like you said, you went from the house to basically a brush arbor type thing to a building. How many were you running at that point? Just um, it, it, when we got into our building, now it was every little thing we down was full. Then we ended up being in um, we'd run about one fifty um, in our main church uh -huh. that we bring church you know people together the jubilee now, service right yeah uh, oh snap how'd you know that i was running around doing all kinds of stuff i hated to call you down but i didn't like no, you didn't need it. <laughs> I, mean, I did enjoy that but um <laughs> the um um when i got sick of cancer and no, i did uh, i lost quite a few people i i think one of the sad tragedies and missions is that missionaries have to come in and when they do sometimes uh, they'll stay 
in the U.S. trying to get their support, they spend a year or two. Yeah. I hate that. And yeah. they go back. And they go back, and it goes down. Just imagine if your pastor walked out and for two stayed years. on for two years and comes back. It, it, it costs That's you. Up, yeah. And, um, and so, you know, we went through that. So uh, it's like, you know, people are people wherever you go. Mm-hmm. A pound of flesh is a pound of flesh. And yeah. And you may have different cultures, different languages. Uh, people are people. People are people. Amen. So that's where our fingerprints I mean, teach it from Russia to Germany to right. China to. Amen. And it's the truth. It's the truth. Amen. People. Amen. Well, that being said, you, you did teach that this morning. You taught fingerprints. And I don't know if that's something that you, you share everywhere you go. I pretty much teach it every church I go to. Amen. And I, I, I enjoyed that. And that's something. <clears throat> That brother Savala, who's the other one of the word of the wise guys that was on our podcast, but he said the same thing that he would, he would barely qualify. But he he barely qualify. He's pushing it, but <laughs> but you know we were desperate. Yeah, we were desperate. Yeah, we were desperate. No, totally yeah, we're trying to get out there, you know. But that's something that he had said too. Was that I don't know if it was someone uh, that someone taught him or he probably heard me. He probably heard it from you <laughs> that he would go in and he'd pick something up. You know, if you saw something, a water bottle or Kleenex or what, what, what have you, you'd, it, that's just how he was taught. And that's something, when I first met him like five, six years ago, and like my daughter, she'll now, after church is over, she'll, I'll, she'll, I'll watch her. She won't even, I won't have to say nothing. She'll just pick up little tissues or she'll straighten the chairs or, you know, not all the time, but I've taught her, you know. And, and so if you could just summarize what what that is the fingerprints that we're talking about and how it'll help and benefit everybody um to to go back um when i evangelized uh, years ago i i uh, stayed busy but um when i would go in especially to a church that was not um financially strong pastors working whatever um and I told my son, we, we painted churches. I'm a professional painter. And um, we would paint churches. I'd look around. Some evangelists are able to pray eight hours a day. I'm very, um, what's this? ADHD and all the other letters. <laughs> yeah, I got all the letters. <coughs> I went in to doctor recently. And, uh, we said, like right now, he's jumping subjects. Yeah, well, I'm coming back up. Right? I'm jumping subjects, but I'm coming back because I'm making a point. What was I talking about? <laughs> but um, but um, um, yeah, when I was in there, he's like, man, you got problems. You got all those letters. I'm enjoying Yeah, you're not normal. I'm enjoying this medicine you put me on. But anyway, uh, uh, but I would, I could just sit like they did, but I pastor come in, I'd have walls painted, doors painted, right. outside, <clears throat> because it, it is, it's, I think, I it's think the it's so important, well, the medicine has actually slowed me down, <laughs> I can the door, but yeah, back then, I could paint the whole church, but, uh, but no, uh, I thought I learned that, right. I, I'd work around the church, uh, and so, um, what I understand is, uh, for people to have ownership, from the mission field to here, pound of flesh, pound of flesh. Right. Um, if you don't get your kids to clean up, I, I think it's very important to have schedules and cleaning yeah. schedules and stuff. I, I think that's important. 
But at the same time, I think it's important for parents uh, to take their kids by, stop by the church, and do something. Amen. Um, Amen. Some pastors, <clears throat> for some reason, they want everything structured. But if you didn't do nothing but get a quart of paint or find the paint that the sanctuary is painted in, touch up, go outside, clean the windows, right. let those kids do that. It's important you do it as parents or, or anybody right. that's here at the church, but it's super important that the kids get their fingerprints Amen. all over the church. Amen. Again, as I talked this morning, when that little boy or little, say the little girl runs a vacuum cleaner uh, and somebody just walks in with dirty feet, another kid her age so, hey, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. yeah this is our church and we can't treat it this way and yeah we just got through wiping that and, or we just got through don't put that on there and right uh and that's what my and i teach it i try to teach it every church uh, amen that's probably my keynote it's, it's a bible study in the comment of preacher revival but i end up teaching amen because to me that is the only way it, it's the same Y'all building the building. I enjoyed walking through with Brother Keys, looking it over. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. But if you got people that's either financially they're not investing, or physically they're not investing, a really bone, uh, a sacrificial offering right. towards the building, I've invested in. This is my church. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I help paint those walls. Yeah. This is my church. Amen. And, Amen. Uh, I know a little bit about wiring. I help wire. Right, not me. I'm not saying yeah, I do. I don't. People are shocked when they find out how much I know. Um, <laughs> they get a charge out. Yeah, but um, fingerprints is all about investing right. and, and getting your fingers on. Whether you're building a new building or you have it's, it's building, just a building. Yeah, touch it. Get your hands on it. Yeah, clean vacuum it. It'll be the number one place in your life. Amen. Amen. And, and 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 your home is not healthy when the question is, are we going to church? Oh, come on. Are we going to do something around now. the house, or around the house of God? And when the question, if you have to ask that, you've got to re-examine yourself because the kids are to think, uh, we're not going to church Saturday to Right. To yeah, it would set them right. off in a yeah. sense. That right. just I, I've traveled <clears throat> the world. I've traveled the U.S. I've preached every point all over the United States every church that's thriving have revival like else church they have something going constantly they got people involved constantly amen and if you a lot of church wrote books if you read them um, I've always wished I could read but if you read them <laughs> um, they, they recommend giving somebody a position. You may not qualify to be on the pulpit, but right, right. do something. Yeah, I heard, uh, I don't know who it was, but he said uh, he had a man come in his church, and that was his, that was his, uh, his view was uh, get people involved. I read a, now everything's flowing, but um, there's a book by Brother Bernard. It's uh, like seven apostolic principles on building a church key episodes principles or something like that I butchered it but whatever I read it yeah. and I uh, <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah. maybe the problem yeah. <laughs> right. ask for audio next time 
I, I know, no, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that'll put me to sleep. But he said getting people involved and he the and not just tied in with this other man. He said that he had, had a man come into church and he wasn't all you know perfect and cookie cutter like you know yeah. whatever. But you know, and he said uh, he reeked like cigarettes and he's like, but I put that usher name tag on him and he would he was the best door greeter and yeah and uh, but it made him feel apart. Him. Yeah, he and that's the thing is we. I think it was my pastor's father, because I was a Sunday school kid. I grew up in church, and I fell away for a long time. I came back, Lord, thank the Lord. But it was my pastor's dad, uh, Bishop Keys, and he said, uh, I remember this when I was a kid. He said that if everybody in the church looks the same, we're, you're not doing it right. right. And you got to have different stages, and, and I, I like that, is that, you know, giving somebody something to do regardless of how long or you know, pedigree or anything like yeah. that. Amen. I Amen. think it was even Pastor Connor. I don't know if you know Brother Connor out in Tucson. But I remember the name. Um, he, I remember one time he said, if they've got the Holy Ghost, I can work. I can use them. Come on. They got the yeah. Holy Ghost. Let's just get them in there, put them to work, and just get them done. And, and that really resonated with me because I get offended at times if I go and take the time and make sure something's clean or in the church and yeah. I watch somebody just do something out of it. I'm just like, dude, do you know how yeah, how long, how long took, it took yeah. me to clean that? Like, and you just came and put your donut finger hands all over it. Like, <laughs> come on, but that was him. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I thought she was going to sell that donut. That's something I was worried about. <laughs> was already there. And she went and got another one. Yeah, you thought it was yeah. for you. Yeah, I'm just going to fall her down and let it go. But <laughs> the, um, yeah, I think, I know a church that people get the Holy Ghost there and um, they'd high collar them and make them go right down. Uh, actually, a girl in the church, a woman in the church, had um, letters across tattoo. So the pastor's wife had her to put band-aids over one. And it, it wasn't like a cuss word, nothing I can remember. But Free? Uh, <laughs> but doing that, right? Um, my deal's like, listen, to me, you know, it's filthy or something. Yep. Uh, I, I understand, <clears throat> but to me, that's a testimony. Amen. Amen. And then somebody else that's a sinner comes walking through the back door, and there's somebody up bleeding, singing with a tattoo. Yeah. Uh, yep. I'm like, wow, you know, hey. If they can do that, Amen. God can. Okay. can. Amen. That can happen for me. Amen. Amen. Don't cook up your testimony. Amen. I, what's, I think that's so awesome that you said that because when I first started coming, I was working for a company where I would deliver milk uh -huh. to different Dollar Generals, and I have four tattoos because um, I wasn't living for God. <clears throat> I've been only, I've only had the Holy Ghost and, and uh, been in this thing for about seven, eight uh, years. Uh, ten days. And so. ten days, yeah. But I remember I went to one of the DGs and the lady said, I was trying to tell her that God's good and all these things. She's like, oh, you've been a goody good all your life. And uh, and I was just like, no, I have a testimony. This is how I used to be and blah, blah, blah. And she didn't believe me. Uh -huh. And I used to go home and pray, God, what a miracle it would be just to, just my tattoos be gone. Because I know you can do it. I think it'd be cool, you know, just wake up and they're just gone. And then one day I was wearing kind of like a short sleeve shirt and she saw. You quit saying it when you lose his arm, 
I'm gonna lose my arm. God's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. I know. <laughs> Nubby. Hey, my tattoos are gone now. Yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord. And my leg. About that? <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> but um, a little piece of my tattoo showed, and right there she said, never mind, you never used to be a goody good. I said, no, you're right. Because, here, let me show you. And I would show just what they were. And, they, yeah. and she Fish just said, wow. And I, then that's when that same thing clicked that's my testimony why would i want to get rid of it yeah you know and that makes them feel comfortable when yeah, they know people walks in and don't corrupt your testimony amen it's mean, a raunchy testimony but you know <laughs> yeah. and, and that leads me to the next thing that is something that you said today is that then i feel like because i've heard this from specifically like younger younger people who grew up in the church who you mentioned that you know, I was raised in the church, <clears throat> so I have something to shout about. I have something to dance about because I didn't go do all that. Like the Lord's kept me and things like that. And and I've talked to a lot of young people, younger younger people, and you know they're like, "Well, I don't have a testimony," or or they look down. Uh-huh. Does, am I making sense? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Where they just they think that because they haven't went and you know, been Scarface and, you know, went to Las Vegas and, right. you know, made all the worst mistakes and committed murder that, you know, they don't have a testimony. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but yeah. I don't know. Can you speak on that a little bit? Maybe about yeah, I, what, what, what I say is that um, I think you guys that's been out there and, and done that, the fact that God brought you from that is a great, great miracle. And you sure. a Sunday school child. Uh, you left the church, went out, and done whatever, and done whatever, um, and that's sad. It is a great miracle that you came back, and the greatest miracle is God kept me. Right. Uh, I don't know what drugs is. I don't know like what a bar room is. I don't know what drink is about. God kept me. Amen. That. I think that's a great. Well, uh, I had bronchitis and pneumonia. And they gave me, uh, what was this stuff? Codeine. Codeine. And um, I'd take a spoon of that and go to sleep. And so about the third night, I thought I would just, I don't want to get out of bed and go get my spoon. So I'm just going to measure. Self-measure. I self-measure with my mouth. And, um, and you got a big one. So Yeah, I took a sip. And so I, I took was a big spoon. Maybe use the wrong spoon. It was like a serving spoon, but psychologically in my mouth. And and but anyway, I was sitting talking to my dad, and my wife come in. She got upset with me talking to my dad, and made me stop. He had been dead for like eight years. Uh, so I do know a little bit about. You guys, so that one time you know, got drunk. Yeah, I did get stoned or something. <laughs> and um, it was pretty amazing. But um, <laughs> outside of that, is that just okay? Good testimony. It's a good testimony. Good testimony. It's Hope great. It's helping somebody. It's going to help somebody. If somebody that likes codeine, I know where you've been. <laughs> There's the, you can be delivered. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I still like. <laughs> Baby, you any of that stuff left? But. Uh, but no, I think it's a 
the testimony God kept me from that is the greater miracle. Amen. I'm gonna mess up y'all's listeners. I don't oh, care. Yeah. They're this probably gonna we're probably gonna gain time. listeners. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just amen. This is good. But um yeah, I think it's a greater miracle. Yeah, I agree. Not, not taking away from anybody that's No, been I agree. Because that's wonderful. Yeah. But um, And I think that's played down so much in a is. sense. <laughs> because is. we, you know, uh, I had a conversation with my wife not too long ago who she's been a pastor's uh-huh. daughter forever and Best we're looking man. yeah forever <laughs> forever yeah. our whole life oh, and uh, but we look around and our church is full of people who are coming in from the streets right and and then I had a, I was talking with her one day and I said yeah they may be coming in the streets now but one day they're gonna look to you mm-hmm. for their kids because their kids are gonna be those preachers kids and they can they've grown up in this thing so therefore they need you and it's so displayed for them they feel like oh and i tell her i'm like that's the greatest testimony i think i've ever seen god kept me god kept me amen not perfect but right no i was gonna say i think a lot of times we do what was i gonna say (laughs) (laughs) something good we do uh Hide what we've been. That's what I'm saying. Right. When you come in, you get delivered, and then you're in seven, eight years, whatever, and then somebody off the street comes down, you know, down the road when yes. you're back and you're walking. You look good. You look like you got it all together, but they don't know where you've been or what you've done. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I have a burden for people to get their story out because I might sit next to him on the bench for 20 years and not really know. Right. So. I think it's an encouragement to people that come off the streets. Oh, yeah. To Shout out to everybody. My wife is a tremendous writer, and she does want to do that. If people will get their testimony out, she'll write their story. Oh, come on. Oh, come, come on. on. So, and that's Sister Joyner that was just popped out. That wasn't... Uh, that wasn't me. My voice is deep. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah. I had come to on. straighten out somebody at the Mexican restaurant last night. Was it? She, the woman said, ma'am. I said, oh. let me change oh, yeah. a little bit. I won't sweep. She was so, she said, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean, I didn't hear No, it's okay. Just let me know. That was me. Oh, man. I'll I tell you what my wife is saying is um, the beauty of the table of God. He told this, you know, uh, he said that uh, he, Set us in the presence of enemy, set the table in the presence yes. of enemy. But Mephibosheth is probably a broken, crippled man, not like part of his own, but he's brought from Lodabar, the place of desolation. The king said, I'll set you at my table. Yes. So he put him in a royal robe. This man couldn't, he was crippled. Yes. He Amen. Broken. And, 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 and he takes him, sets him at the table. I would imagine royal banquets and everything that's going on, there's a here he is, go get Mephibosheth. He's royalty too, even though he's broken. Come on now. And when he set him, it was the legs that was broken yeah. and crippled. So he would set him at the king's table in royal robes. And when people comes in, they look, hey, who's, who's the dude over there by the king? Everybody's whispering, trying to figure out who he is. Because at the table, you don't see the broken. They couldn't see, man. All you see is the beauty of restoration <coughs> that he's sitting at the king's table in royal robes. And a lot of times that is the problem and the greatness of God's house. Amen. It's, we're broken. 
Amen. Every one of us sitting here. Amen. Broken. Everybody sitting in the church has a hidden spot. Yes. Or a sad spot. Spot. And we all come in. We, we cleaned up. We we were in our church going clothes. We all these things. And people are like, wow. Such as your testimony. A woman thinking you've never been through anything or never. Right. Because she can't see. And the reason she can't see, God has redefined your life into a holiness. Yep. That, uh, no, you're not showing where you came from. You're sitting at the king's table. Yeah, the man. The beauty of God's restoration. That would be, in a sense, um, That's fire. the three Hebrew children mm-hmm. in the fire. Mm-hmm. And they come out and they don't even smell like They don't even smell smoke. like smoke. That would be... Amen. Not only when you go through a storm, God gets you through it and you don't even... You're not right. damaged. But also that, when you when he restores you... Yeah. There's not that fragrance of the old life. Amen. Amen. That's. I tell everybody when he sets you at his table, the presence of your enemy. Amen. They try to figure you out because you made it. Come on now. (laughs) Write that down. (laughs) Amen. That's that's good. I. uh, You got something? No. No. I. I, I like to listen to like a lot of old old preaching and uh, he's calling some, you old by the way. No, I'm not calling you old. But I have listened to some of your past See? in the past <laughs> preachings in the past. But um, I, I like to I like to um, I just like to ask you who is there who some elders from God you know from times past that maybe you looked up to that inspired you you know on your when you were a young person and you know twenty years ago or whatever. Oh, ten years ago, but but I think that as a as a kid, I wanted to preach so bad. Um, you know, a lot of people I ran from the call and whatever, but I, yeah. I wanted to preach from the time I was a kid. <coughs> we played church. I was eight and nine years old. Yeah. We played church. Um, you know, Dad would have preachers come through and uh, and preach for us. One of them comb his hair a certain way, so I'd start combing my hair that way. Oh, and yeah. Use certain, you know, the Bible says, and he would speak like that. And so when everybody was going, I'd get on the, my, the PA system, and, and the Bible says, and then we'd have one come through. I mean, we had a, 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 a what do we say, African-American, like, preacher, preach for us, and he's like, God, said unto you, you know, and I'm so you can see it. I'm like, God, said, <laughs> you know, just, and so I, you know, yeah, you that just, was my heartbeat. Was, yeah, but my deal was, I love preachers, right? Yeah, there was a, there was a, um, a, a preacher, I was 15 years old, he, he pastored in Quincy named Charles Brown, and he, this preacher would, um, have me come preach for him on right. weekends, and 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 Oh, I loved to hear him preach. He was a powerful preacher. But when I'd get to preaching, I was 15. He'd get me in his van. He had this long Dodge van. Uh, as a matter of fact, now we know it as a kidnapper's van, but it was a preacher's van. Um, it said he would um, give you candy. He'd say, uh, yeah, he'd always give me candy and stuff. But no. Yeah, uh, Brother Braniff would say, uh, you know, you said this uh, today. You should have said it this way. I want you to say 
uh, say there's power in the blood. Say there's power in the blood. No, he said, I want you to reach way down. So oh, come on. Power in the blood. So I said, power. And we, we do that. It seemed like I was. You know, I'd stay around him. And guys like him, there was a guy named Don Abernathy out of uh, Snellville, Georgia, was very influential. Like, but there were guys that uh, just powerful preachers that, that set me off. Um, Jeff Arnold, when I was just a kid, he was he had a puppet named Freddie. Oh yeah, and, I've um, heard of that. He done magic tricks, and, and so that was he was a guy that was interesting. These these guy Marvin Hicks was a walking Bible of one this Jesus name. Oh come on, uh, preacher. Uh, but now I was in Louisiana. Was raised in Louisiana district. We literally in the Louisiana Tabernacle as a child. I can remember haze, a haze like a cloud that come in. Wow! Uh, and I hadn't seen that in, in, in many years. But there would be a haze that would flow into the wow. the sanctuary of uh, and uh, Brother Gidra, Brother Hicks. Uh, these men would preach. Uh, uh, Brother. Uh, my Mark Hamby, men like that, they were powerful men, powerful preachers. Right. And later there was men like uh, a guy called Duke Cabinets, and um, they become, you know, amazing right. men uh, as I watched them. And through it all, my love for preachers and listening to all the different styles. I was trying to find myself as a kid. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that was some influences. Of course, my dad was always amazing. But out of that, Amen. Um, I found myself. Found Amen. Me. You. Yeah. Amen. I, I was very, um, you know, I'd be uncomfortable. But, you know, you become where God allowed me to preach camp meetings, conferences, whatever. And, and, um, from when I got from the other styles, I developed my own, and I become comfortable Amen. with myself. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Man. And you have to realize that you got to get it for yourself. But yeah, they, they just, man, as a kid, these guys were absolutely. Yeah. I had one interesting story. Bishop Brennan, um, I preached there one during the winter. It was freezing cold. The creek was frozen over. Had a kid probably my age, maybe a little bit younger. And he got the Holy Ghost on Sunday morning. He and I was 15. He's like, uh, he said, uh, well, John, have you um, ever baptized anybody? I'm like, no, sir, I'm 15. You know? He's like, uh, I think it's a good time for you to start. I'm thinking, oh, man, this is what I this is it. dreamed of. Yeah. And, uh, and I realized, I thought he was wanting to promote my ministry. I got about waist deep in that water. We had to break ice to get down in there. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, maybe this is not so much about developing me, but preserving him. <laughs> that boy would have come out of that water shouting and dancing, and that's the first time I ever plowed somebody out up all in the, the ice. I'm like, no. <laughs> I grabbed him out. I, I ran Let's up the bank. I'm, I'm not shouting and dancing. I went out of here. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. <coughs> and then my, my first revival was I preached uh, a Friday night youth service, just just the youth service, and um, we had a 
good move of God as a couple of kids get the Holy Ghost. So the pastor said, I feel like we need to go on. I'm a teenager. He said, hey, what do you think? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling it too. <laughs> Glory to God. He said, you, you feel like God's in? I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, he is. Right here. He said, uh, come, come back here to the kitchen. And used to, uh, I guess they still do, but the, the cardboard things that the coat, can coats come oh, in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Little crates. It was lined up with peanut brittle. He said, the only way we can have revival is you sell peanut brittle. I'm like, Yes, sir. I can do that. Yeah, I can do it. So I'd go out during the day and sell peanut brittle. And then preach at night. Preach at night. And Come on. That's fire. Several, probably a month there selling peanut brittle. And I, I will say I sold more peanut brittle than I got paid. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, I got the church on the feet financially. For all that. You were a blessing. Yeah, I was a blessing. <coughs> Amen. Amen. Um, but that's fun. That's yeah, funny. Memories. Amen. Um, just to kind of, I hate to wind this down. Um, and no, brother, our keys has dessert. Dessert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and your wife's getting looking at me like I just took a nap. You're I want my dessert. She's actually online gambling or something. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Hey, so there's a casino around here, and we don't have nothing to do tomorrow. So I'm practicing. <laughs> um, but as we talked before the interview. Um, if there's just something, I guess one thing that you could say either to a younger generation or to anybody who's listening over this podcast, if there was something that you wish you could just tell everybody. Or for the church now. For the church now. For the church just right whatever. now, like what yeah. we're going through right now this season. Whatever it may be, Yeah. you know, if um, you could. Just start off to address a younger generation. I, I think your wife's raising wife her hand. Would, if my wife would get up and fix me coffee when I want it. <laughs> and then from that point, I, um, the bottom line is you're going to be miserable if you don't serve God with, with all your heart. Amen. Amen. Um, fall in love with Jesus mm. and give it everything you have. You Amen. won't regret it. And uh, the Bible says serve the Lord with gladness. And, Amen. Man, if you're going to make it, you're going to fall in love with it. That's so Amen. true. Bottom line. And be thankful. Get into it. Back to the man of God. Back to music. Back to singing. And serve God. Amen. There is one thing that I noticed because I was always laity. He was raised in a preacher's home and then he was pastor. And But I was raised on the other side. Right. And I... Um, course friends backslid and family and whatever but one thing that I always noticed is people came back mm-hmm. so I remember thinking because it is beautiful to have a testimony where you, you never did that stuff and then there's some people that backslid on the pew you know yeah, yeah. never quit going but still not, not living and right. maybe hiding what they're doing or um so, you know, the world does have fun stuff to offer. It is. But there's a reason that people come back. Because, you know, so obviously it's not. This is a serious <laughs> So anyway, there's a reason that people come back. So for right. young people, right. that's, you know, they look at the you. world. Thank you. Yeah, I'm with Looking you. at the world <laughs> and thinking it's glittery, it's shiny, you know, it. But there is a reason that people come back. Their lives 
it's not good. It might be yeah. fun for a little bit, but it, it is a And you come back with scars, and you come back with shame, and you come back with regrets. That's the truth. And then you have to live with that. God does forgive. You have a hard time forgiving yourself. Yes. Just, just don't. You know, if you're contemplating that, two young people contemplating, Going. feeling like they're missing out on stuff. It ain't worth don't. it. Don't. Don't, yeah. con- don't entertain that because you will come back. Broken. With scars and broken, and then and it's the you spend a lifetime yeah. trying to forgive yourself. Yeah. Wow. There is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction. So if you stay on the proven road, Amen. you don't have to take the long way around. Because when you get off the main road and you take the long way around, there's potholes, there's bridges uh-huh. that's out, there's broken places. Just get on the way. That is right. Amen. Live for God. Amen. With gladness. Amen. Amen. I like that. Amen. That's good. That I'm, is good. I, I, we can stay here forever. No, but no. There's dessert hat coming. And all <laughs> I don't mean to be carnal, but no, that's I, fine. I, I but he's so good. Well, I thought I heard I him say carnal. Well, Brother Joyner, would you mind praying for this the, at the end part of this? And this just, gracious God, Lord, we, we love pray you. Pray that you've told us your word, God, you we love you. Because we pray, Jesus. God, that through the words that we've all shared today, that you would find yes. a lodge in someone's heart, help some young people, help some elders, help everybody yes. to serve you and get a yes, clear Jesus. vision. Yes, and they. They would also go forth and do a work for you. Yes. Thank you for these brethren that has a burden, desire to do what they're doing. And I ask that your hand would be upon this podcast, that you would bless them to reach the lost and help saints of God strengthen them in the powerful, saving, loving name of Jesus. We give you praise. Amen. 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 Um, If you're ever interested, again, we always kind of end this podcast like this, but if you're ever interested in repentance, baptism, Whatever it may be, feel free to contact us on our Instagram or Facebook, whatever it may be that you want to, um, because we would love to help you in your walk with, with God. And uh, <clears throat> thank you again, Brother brother Joyner and Sister Joyner, for Amen. chiming in. Come on, fire. Amen. It was word for the wise. And you said uh, about testimonies. How would someone get in contact, if there's someone listening that they have a testimony yes, that they how- would like, how would they... Get a hold of um, you. I, I do have Facebook and Instagram, or if they message you, okay, get, get it to me. Sweet. Okay. Lauren Joiner on Facebook and Lauren dot join on Instagram. That's smart. Lauren and also Joyner. email. Uh, yes. Uh, what is it? Lauren dot join at Yahoo. Yes. At Yahoo. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'll remember this and I'll probably put it in the show notes so that way we can do that. Okay. And Amen. we'll put a little shout that's out because I think cool. that's fire. Yeah. I think. I think that's great. Yeah. I'll even say, and I know you probably know, I'll would. Like, I'll send you <laughs> your wife, man, because they got they got something. Um, but we always end it. We have this saying. Ever you since, it come on, somebody, you want to say it with us? <laughs> all of <laughs> us, we can all say it. Yeah, yeah. Even, yeah. So uh, on three, come, come on, somebody. somebody.